Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. That it is spoken against everywhere. Well, we know what the world says about Christianity, right? It attacks the church and Christians in Christ. The world has bad press, right? Our worldly friends speak against Christianity. They have said to me, oh, Christians are judgmental. Oh, I don't want to go to church. All they want is your money. Oh, I won't go to a church. They're full of hypocrites. Oh, those Christians, they just hate all the sinners, right? (laughs) And so the world has a bad opinion and a wrong opinion and wrong press you ever see on TV and and movies, a lot of times the Christian is put in a bad light and they make fun of the Christian and, and they make him look like a fool. And so you have the world opposed and saying bad stuff about us Christians, trashing us. But you are a representative of Christ. You know the truth. You can tell the world. You can tell your friends, no, no, you got it wrong. Hey, Christians, we love each other. We forgive. We give grace. We help people. We feed the poor. You know, Christianity, the essence of Christianity is Christ. And let me tell you about his love and the cross and his resurrection. And God has a plan for you. And Jesus has the power. He can save you. He can fix your problems. He's going to come back for us. So we need to give them the good news and the truth about Christ and Christianity. Witness to your own. Paul is witnessing first to the Jews. We need to witness to our own people, our own friends, our own family, community. Verse 23, when they had set a day for Paul, they came to him at his lodging in large numbers. Let's schedule an appointment. Let's have a home visit, right? I love doing home visits. I think they're very powerful. You go into someone's home and people open up. Pastor, will you pray for me? You know, I've always wondered, am I really a Christian? What does this verse mean? Maybe I should get baptized, you know, and all the powerful conversations as people open their homes and their heart. And now Paul is opening his home and he is under house arrest And a lot of Jews are coming, and he is witnessing from his home by appointment, yes? And he was explaining to them by solemnly testifying about the kingdom of God and trying to persuade them concerning Jesus. Paul is staying on message. He is focusing on on the kingdom of God and Jesus. You know, we're so into the kingdom of the world. Oh, did you hear what's going on? Politics, the weather, sports. Oh, man, you know, I'm going through this and that. And we'll focus on the trivia instead of the major things, the important things. The kingdom of God and His righteousness. Jesus Christ. When you witness to someone, you want to stay on track and try not to get distracted Do you see he's trying to persuade them about Christ? Use your power of persuasion. 
You know, you could persuade people about other people. Uh, right now, it's a political time, right? The caucuses and the primary, and people are trying to persuade. You should vote for my candidate. Oh, man, you should be into my team and my player and wear these colors. Oh, man, you should be into my entertainer and my singer and this band. Oh, listen to this album. Isn't this the best? You know, and we're persuading people. Oh, this is my hero. This is the person I adore, you know. I'm going to persuade you so that you will uh, love and accept them and change sides, right? I had friends persuade me. Oh, oh, John, listen to this album. John Denver. I fell in love with John Denver. Michael Buble. Uh, Carrie Underwood. I love music. And, and through friends, I was introduced to other genres and albums and styles I'd never heard. But they persuaded me, right? persuaded me, oh, go with us. You know, you and I are going to watch the basketball game. Oh, this is the best player. And we persuade, right? Can you persuade your friends and family? Can you turn them on to important things and people? But yet we don't use our persuasion of Christ. Oh, this is the most important person of all. Let me persuade you to turn to Christ, to become a Christian. From both the law of Moses and from the prophets from morning until evening. Paul was talking to all these Jews, talking about the kingdom of God, talking about Christ, and using his Bible, the Old Testament, and going hour after hour all day. Do you ever talk about important things and you can't just give a couple minutes? Boy, let me tell you about the Lord. I don't understand. I got these questions. Why would God do this? What does this verse mean? And sometimes when you witness to someone, you got to stop everything and give them hours. You can't just do it in a couple minutes. Have you ever had those long conversations? Maybe you're going all night and they're like, now I'm ready. I want to become a Christian. You've persuaded me. I see the scriptures. I understand God's plan for my life. It takes time to persuade, and to use the Scripture, and to stay on message. Verse 24, Some were being persuaded by the things spoken, but others would not believe. Now when you witness for the Lord, when you try to bring someone to church, to Christianity, some are going to say yes, and some are going to say no. Have you experienced that? So don't let the no's discourage you because there's others, they're waiting, they want it, they're receptive, they're praying that God will send someone to tell them about Jesus. Someone will explain the Bible. Someone will pray for them because they're in torment and they have these heavy burdens and you're the one. So don't let the naysayers, don't let the rejections and the door slamming discourage you. Shake it off, right? Jesus said, shake off the dust from your feet and you go on because there's others waiting to receive. So don't waste your time on just the negative. Focus on the receptive. Verse 25, And when they did not agree with one another, they began leaving after Paul had spoken one parting word, a final word. Here's what he says in leaving. The Holy Spirit rightly spoke through Isaiah the prophet 
to your fathers, to the Jews. Leave room for the Holy Spirit. Give them one parting scripture. A lot of times when I've witnessed to people and they say no and they just want to argue and we're going nowhere, I say, you know what, I got to go, but I have one scripture for you. And I'll quote him a scripture. You know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. You know, Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I was witnessing to this one person and I, and she's just so caught up in her career and money and being famous. She was a star. And I said, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And she came unglued. What are you saying? What are you doing? I just want to leave you with the words of Jesus and I'm going. And it's like that scripture haunted her and pulled her, convicted her. So sometimes the best thing to do is end with a scripture verse and move on. And here's his two scripture verses from Isaiah 6, 9 and 10, saying, Go to this people and say, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return, and I would heal them. There are some people they don't want to hear. La, 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 not listening. I don't want to hear it. Don't say Jesus. Don't open that Bible. Don't show me that cross. Ah, like a vampire. You know, I'm going to melt. You know, I will never set foot in a church. Don't put that Bible in my hands. It's going to burn me. You know, you have people that are so afraid. They're so opposed to God. I don't want, I close my heart to God. I close my ears. I don't want to see it. I pray you have not shut your soul to Jesus Christ. There's some people they will never see, they will never hear, they will never receive. There are none so blind as those who will not see. It's like the Pharisees, right? I pray we never become so hard to God that we become like these rejectors. I had witnessed to two Jewish people and they were telling me, I can't become a Christian because I'm a Jew. That's great because the Bible's Jewish. Jesus is Jewish. The apostles are Jewish. The first church is Jewish. Christianity is all Jewish. It's perfect. You're a Jew. You should become a Christian. And the one Jewish woman so incensed, no, don't say that name, Jesus. And I said, Jesus, 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 you know. And here's what Jesus said, no, I don't want to hear it. And she just left so hard-hearted. But then we had another guy, Bobby. And Bobby was an entertainer, singer, and he's like, I want it. I want to give my heart to the Lord. I want to join the church. I want to serve the Lord. And he had called me and said, oh, man, the rabbi is so mad at you and so mad at me because I became a Christian and I'm leaving the Jewish synagogue. And I'm like, praise the Lord. You know, what can he do about it? You know, now you have Jesus in your life. So you never know who's going to reject 
and who's going to receive. And as we reach our own people, it is our own family, our own friends, our own co-workers, neighbors, our circles of influence, those we're related to, we have clubs and hobbies with them, we speak their lingo, they know us and we know them. If anyone can reach them, it's you to go to your own to represent Christ. And then we reach the outsiders. First the Jews and now the Gentiles. Paul now is focusing on the Romans. He's centered at the center of Rome, at the capital. God has sent him there. This is his mission. 28, therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will also listen. So many Jews reject, and now God goes to the Gentiles. God starts in Israel, and he comes all the way to Reno, Nevada, to the Americas. Yes, to the ends of the earth, Christianity has spread like Jesus commissioned it. Verse 29. When he had spoken these words, the Jews departed, having a great dispute among themselves. There's some they won't receive. They're going to argue. They're going to be closed to the word of God. Verse 30. And he stayed two full years in his own rented quarters, his house arrest, right? He's chained, he has guards, but he gets to live in his own home and was welcoming all who came to him. It is a reverse prison ministry. I used to do prison ministry mainly in California, California Youth Authority, the jails, the prisons, men's prison, women's prison. Man, if you ever want to feel good about yourself as a man, visit a women's prison. <laughs> they compliment you. They want to talk to you. You feel like a movie star in a women's prison and vice versa. You could be a woman. We bring women's bands in and women uh, giving testimony. They go to the men's prison. Boy, the chapel would be packed out. Reverse prison ministry. We go into the prison. We bring the gospel. Uh, we bring the message. We bring Christ, but Paul's doing it in reverse. He's the prisoner, and they're coming into his cell. They're coming into his home, the lost. The free people are coming so he can witness to them. And he's opening his doors. He's opening his home to whoever will come. I was thinking about Sonny. And when she got saved, she opened her home. She said, Pastor, I've had a hard life. I've been homeless. I haven't had a place to stay. I haven't had a warm meal. I didn't have people love me. And now that I'm a Christian, I'm in love with Jesus and the church is my family. And if I find out anyone's in need, you stay with me. Are you hungry? You come to my house. She had one bedroom that she converted. It looked like a, like a market with all the shelves of food and and all the storage so she could feed people. She would pack out all her rooms. She had a van that she converted into another uh, bedroom so people could stay. 
you have any need, you come to me. I will take care of you. Such a powerful ministry. When she died and I did her funeral, the church was packed out and all the people were telling me the stories, how Sonny took me in, Sonny fed me, Sonny got me back on my feet. Imagine opening your home to any who come, to telling them about the Lord, to meet their needs. 31. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness unhindered. Stay on message. Instead of talking about the kingdoms of this world, talk about the kingdom of God. Instead of just talking about the weather and trivia and politics and sports and entertainment, talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. God has a plan for you. Look at what Jesus did in my life. Let me pray for you. Let me lift your burden through the powerful name of Christ. Stay on message. Do you see? He's opening his home, but he's focusing on the things of God. He's focusing on heaven. And it's an open door, unhindered, right in the capital of the empire. He has set up shop and he's got a little church coming, people coming and going out of his house. It is a strategic Roman door. In the belly of the beast, Christianity is exploding. Right next to Nero Caesar, the most evil, wicked Roman emperor who burned Christians and fed them to animals. Paul the Apostle is building a church in the backyard of Nero Caesar. An open door in a strategic place. God has you in a strategic place right here in Reno. It's the hub of northern Nevada. A strategic place at the university, at your work, in your neighborhood, a strategic neighbor that you're witnessing to. God has opened a door for you. He wants you to go through it and use it for his kingdom. Do you know Christianity used the Roman roads, their boats, their ships, their harbors, their cities, their writings, their languages. It was an open door. Christianity used the power of the Greeks and Greek language and Greek writing. Bible's New Testament written in Greek, yes? An open door. And now we have a modern door to use. Uh, we are the modern church, right? We have an open door of technology, media, internet, now radio, K-books coming, smartphones, uh, the international business language of English goes throughout the world. We have an open door to witness. Uh, we have people in the church, they witness through Facebook. Yes, you done that? Scriptures, prayers. Uh, I've invited people to church and Bible studies through my smartphone and through the internet, Evites. And lo and behold, there they are, and they come. We can use a powerful open door that God has set before us and bring people in. What is the point of the book of Acts? What is the point of this closing? 
Now it's your turn. Paul, the apostles, the church, the Holy Spirit, uh, the, the church of the New Testament now is coming to a close here in Acts. But now it's the church of today, right? Now it's our turn. I was trying to think of an illustration, something to show this picture, and I thought of the Olympic torch relay. Before the Olympics start, they go all the way back to the beginning to Olympia, Greece, and they light a torch. And that torch runner passes it like a baton, lighting the next torch and the next torch. And they bring the torch all the way to the new country that is hosting the Olympics. And maybe you've seen it on TV and the guy, you know, is running with the torch, you know. And it's a great honor to carry the torch, the flame of the Olympics. And then finally they get to the big arena uh, and they light a huge, massive torch that stays lit throughout the Olympics. I think we have an Olympic flame right here in the mountains, Squaw Valley from the Winter Olympics, and you could still see the flame burning, yes? But we have a torch, we have a light, and it started in Jerusalem, Israel, and the torch has been passed from Jesus to the apostles, from the apostles to the disciples, from the disciples to the Christians, to the church, and the flame has come all the way to Reno, Nevada. Pass it on, yes? Light your torch, you know, like a baton, and you pass it on, you spread the light. Now some Christians, I'm discouraged, I want to give up, I'm going to throw down my torch, I've fallen. Man, get back up. You know, light your light, get on fire for Christ. Jesus was the light of the world, and what did he say? Now you are the light of the world. And we pass on the flame. Yeah, but how can we light up the whole world? One person at a time. One soul at a time. You know, from torch to torch. Baton to baton. Hand to hand. One at a time. We become Jesus' light, bearing his gospel, his love, and his cross. Uh, I just saw Risen. It's the story of the resurrection. It's not perfect. You know, they followed the Bible mostly. But I thought, what a wonderful movie to take a family member, a friend, a lost soul, someone who doesn't know about the cross and the resurrection and the gospel, and they will see Jesus risen from the dead. And, of course, the Romans trying to stomp it out, the Jews trying to stomp it out. But Jesus is appearing everywhere, changes things, changes souls, and it spreads. The gospel is spread all the way to the ends of the earth. Acts, this book of Acts, is the ending for the New Testament church, but it is our beginning it is the beginning of the modern church for us. Will we carry the baton? Will we continue the message? Receive the light of Christ and pass it on to others. Fulfill Jesus' great commission assignment, right? He assigned us, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples, 
baptizing them, right? This is our orders from Jesus before he left. Live for Christ. Become his devoted follower until he comes. Reach the world for Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, may we be your witnesses. May we be bold and strong and spread the light. May we copy the Apostle Paul in the early church. May they be our models, our prototype. May we spread your love and the story of your cross and resurrection. May we bring your hope and joy and love to a very lost and sad world. May we shine for you. We need your grace and your mercy and love today. Touch us. Do a great work through us. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.